Hi everyone, welcome to another installment of Art Blog Radio. Today I'm so excited because I'm sitting with Rana Fias, who is the founder of Yellow Punk Festival, um, and she's also a number of other things a DJ, an artist, um, an academic, I'm finding out. Um, so many things, but today we're here mostly to talk about Yellow Punk. Um, so for those of our listeners who may not have heard about the event, what in a nutshell is Yellow Punk? Sure. Uh, well, Yellow Punk is, um, well, we went through different births and rebirths of Yellow Punk. Uh, so initially it started as a, as a reaction to uh, negative depictions of Middle Eastern North African individuals. Um, and um, we exist to celebrate the creative accomplishments of Middle Eastern North African individuals in an intersectional, uh, trans-affirming space. Um, and uh, the festival has music, art, poetry, film, um, vendors. And um, in addition to the festival, um, we've become morphed into this community that's an organization. And um, we think that the festival is just the beginning. Now, I. I'm interested in your choice of the word punk. Um, partially, I'm familiar with Afropunk, which has been around for a long time. Um, and I'm interested in general in um, minority groups here in the US who um, sort of use this term. Because I think for a lot of people, punk is associated with sort of the dominant white culture. Um, but I think it's the idea of punk, embracing punk, um, has been really powerful for a lot of different kinds of marginalized people. Um, so I'm wondering, like, why you chose to um, identify the festival in that way and what punk sort of means to you. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> growing up um, in Southwest Virginia, my family immigrated to the United States. Um, I started to get into local music. There were a lot of punk bands, a lot of metal bands. Um, so I identify with myself having punk groups, absolutely. That's how I learned about a lot of music. That was kind of my entry point to um, a lot of the music I listen to today, a lot of the art that I make today. Um, and that's honestly why I chose punk, because it's also not just music, it's an attitude. It's, it's challenging, um, challenging and uh, you know, scratching beneath the surface um, and, and trying to really not take everything for face value, but really put in the work um, to make sure that everything you do is ethical. Um, and that means maybe challenging some things sometimes, um, upsetting some people sometimes. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, you've touched on this already a little bit with the idea of just getting different kinds of depictions of Middle Eastern and North African people out into the world. Um, but I feel like Anytime there's a passion project like this, um, there is like a moment of inspiration or there's a growing sense um, among the founders or with the founder that there's like a need, you know, that hasn't been met or that needs to be filled. Um, so I wonder if you can just talk a little bit about the inception of the idea, because we're about to enter the second year of the festival, right? Um, so, you know, how far back does this go for you? When did you first start to get the inkling of like, oh, this is there's a need that needs to be filled, you know? Well, in college, um, I definitely felt like I was the only um, Arab 
punk person that I knew. Um, I felt it felt very lonely. Um, and um, honestly, a lot of the shows I would go to, a lot of basement shows, it would just be my friend Will, who's black, um, and me. We'd be the two people of color in the entire room. Um, and it, it felt very isolating. Uh, we talked about it sometimes. And in college, I started to learn more about um, punks of color, that there, there really are more of us out there. Um, but then really, they kind of breaking point for me last year, before last year's festival, um, was an interaction I had with another DJ in Philly, um, where he used Arabic um, on his flyer. Um, it was actually gibberish, it didn't really mean anything, mm -hmm. it was just the letters. Um, it just felt like Orientalist bullshit. Right. So I called it out. Huh. Um, and keep in mind, this is a, a cis-hat white um, dude DJ. And I said, well, why are you using this? Why are you using these letters? You don't even have any um, Arab musicians or uh, Arabic music playing. Mm. What's the point? Why are you doing this? And he says, solidarity. If I say that Arabic is okay, everybody else will think Arabic is okay because I'm an authority in the music scene. I said, we've been okay for a very long time. Um, we don't need you to say this. And I've asked you to take it down multiple times. And he doubled down and he said no. Wow. Um, he said, oh, this is just the internet being the internet. This is why people are upset. He said, no, this is legit legitimately a problem. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was definitely a, a tactic to kind of draw attention to a flyer. Um, it, it was a tactic to sell more tickets to his event. Um, and it just really bothered me. Um, he asked me for a list of bands that he could potentially DJ at a DJ night. I said, what did we just talk about? What makes you think that I would trust you with a list of bands? Right. I don't feel like you would do the right thing with it. So right. I decided to go ahead and create a list anyway, just out of curiosity, because it's something I wanted to incorporate in my sets. Um, then I started learning about all these bands. So live music? Or just I was just curious. You wanted to DJ, like bands you wanted to DJ? Yeah, maybe. potentially. Yeah. Um, so I put out a, a thing on the internet, and it gained more traction and more traction and more traction. And one day, I literally got 50 messages. Wow. And I was so overwhelmed with it. Um, I actually ended up taking the idea to um, my friend Miriam, uh, Miriam Hakim, who is also co-organizing Elephant. She's based out of Houston. She couldn't make it last year because um, Hurricane Harvey. Oh, right. So she was the second person I ever talked to about this. Um, and. She said, "This is a great idea," uh, and I said, "Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do it. This is, this is the thing that I'm going to do." Um, and uh, within four months, we had an event, and it was, it was incredible. It was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. This is my dream community, and I feel like I wanted to create this my whole life. Four months is actually pretty fast to put together something like this. That was last year's event. That's why we keep calling it the pilot. <laughs> yeah. So you, I mean, you've already talked about this a little bit, um, but it seems like a lot of this for you has been about creating a community, right? I mean, these are people who are already out there, um, but who may have felt as isolated as you did. Um, so have you been getting a lot of positive feedback from the people that you're kind of bringing into this? organization and what have the reactions been? Absolutely. There are, um, to, 
to, to uh, potentially sound uh, very cliche, there were actually tears of joy last year. Um, people were just so excited. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a very genuine type of excitement. Um, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to go see my favorite band play tonight. Oh, I'm going to um, just go to a party where um, there are going to be a lot of really cool people. Um, a lot of people's attitudes were, this is what I've been waiting for my whole life. Um, and it's not just music, it's also workshops, right? It's, uh, it's panel discussions, um, it's, it's speeches about issues that affect the community. Um, there hasn't really been a very comfortable open space for, for people like us to talk about issues that we go through. I didn't actually realize um, that one of the other co-founders is from Houston. The co-organizer. Co-organizer, rather. Um, I've been thinking about it as a kind of local event, and I know you're drawing bands from like Chicago and New Jersey and all over, um, but is it? It's really a national event to a certain extent. Then, um, in a way, it could be, but we. Philly is our home base. Philly is where we congregate. Philly is um, what we're focused on. We're building the community here. Gotcha. Um, but we also have a co-organizer in Houston um, who's doing a lot of legwork. Gotcha. Um, so we might consider a satellite event at some point. And you, you mentioned workshops. What kinds of, what are some of the workshops that people might be able to look forward to this year? Um, this year, we are having um, a Layers of Identity workshop um, with um, Nura Emerzui. Um, she's going to be talking about the different kind of intersections um, mm -hmm. within our different identities. Um, and there's actually also um, a panel discussion that uh, Mariam, co-organizer, is putting together um, about um, also another aspect of intersectionality, but um, also, um, I'm trying to remember the title of it. I haven't looked at the schedule in a minute. Um, but it's not just speeches, it's also it's panel discussions. Yeah. Um, and we're definitely going to have a panel discussion on queerness in Middle Eastern North African um, environment. Um, Last year we had a workshop um, by uh, Marianne uh, uh, Nagy Kaptan mm -hmm. um, on uh, kinship and memory. It was called House and Home. Oh, wow. um, so it's very important for us to kind of acknowledge um, where we came from and where we are now and how to connect them both. Um, because a lot of these people don't really live in the countries where they, they've come from. Um, there is a um, significant refugee population. Um, that is in Philly that comes from Middle Eastern North African background um, and it's very important for us to it's a learning process not for not just for other people coming to this event learning about us but also us learning about ourselves and each other. Um, I'm curious about well I'll start with this um, so the other part of the title besides punk is Yella um, which uh, having grown up in a community that had a lot of um, Middle Eastern people in it, I like have heard that word before. But uh, can you explain what that word means, and then also, sort of, what this spirit of Yala contributes to this idea? 
Absolutely. Uh, YOLA is a call to action. It's come on, let's go. Um, and it's, it's uh, very positive. It's, it's very, um, it, it is a call to gather. It's a call to congregate. It's a call to go and do something awesome. Um, and that is exactly what we're trying to do. Uh, one of the most heartwarming moments last year is when we were walking from one venue to another um, because we definitely believe in not just going to a neighborhood and having an event. We want to be um, with the neighborhood. We want to walk around and have our guests explore the neighborhood. Um, that's exactly what we're doing again this year. Um, but last year, um, there was a whole group of us um, going back to Johnny Brenda's and we just kept yelling, Yella! Yella! And it was, it was, captured the essence or the spirit of the event. Um, and this is a very heartwarming moment. Yeah. I'm wondering about also the relationship to Islam because not everyone who's North African or Middle Eastern is Muslim. And there are so many Muslims, particularly in Philadelphia, who are not Mina um, identified. Um, but I think in the sort of uh, American popular imagination, that's like the only thing that is projected, like it only comes up, these regions of the world only come up in relationship to this idea of radical Islam, it's like that's it. Um, so yeah, I guess I wonder how you, uh, how the question of religion comes into the festival. Uh, last year we actually had a um, panel discussion on um, Arab isn't always Muslim, Muslim isn't always Arab. Uh, that was very important because um, not everyone from the region is Arab. Um, there is a variety of, of ethnicities, um, uh, so many ethnicities, uh, but for some reason um, Arabs get the most, uh, get, get kind of the most um, publicity or the, the most um, recognition. Um, as an Arab, I recognize that, and I see that as very problematic. Mm. Um, there is absolutely a concept of Arab supremacy, mm. um, and not to equate it with white supremacy, yeah. um, but that there's, there's this view that, that everyone in, in the region is Arab, and that's all there is. Mm. And that's, that's very problematic. We actually have a, um, a talk about it mm. at the festival this year. Mm. Um, so it's, it's absolutely, um, I would say it's a secular environment that welcomes people of all religions, um, also people of, of all sexual orientations. Um, Yellowfin is a trans-affirming organization. Um, but it doesn't matter um, what we identify as religion-wise, we're still um, affected by Islamophobia greatly. Um, and that is why um, Islamophobia is, is absolutely um, something that we're trying to battle with this event. I mean, on that topic, it's it feels very timely, but also kind of incredible that the first Yellow Punk happened in 2017, considering like what the political moment was and has continued to be. Um, have you found that all the things that we're living through as a country, and particularly that your community has been dealing with? sort of the brunt of um, in the last couple of years and certainly even before that. Um, do you feel like that has sort of helped galvanize people? Do you feel like people are feeling kind of beat down and like a little bit afraid to come out? Or 
a mix of both, or how is that then? I absolutely see that from last year. Um, there was definitely more more of a reaction, um, and and that's why um, I think people got really exhausted last year. Um, there was a lot of fighting back. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of um, surviving and not thriving. Mm -hmm. um, the idea for 2018 is to thrive, mm -hmm. um, build a community, um, share the emotional labor. That's very important for us. Um, all the musicians involved, all the creative people involved with Yellow Punk have had um, at least one interaction um, with the creative community where they have been fetishized, tokenized. Um, I know I, I definitely have been, and I hate it. Yeah. It sucks. Um, and it, it's hard for me to explain that on my own. Um, it's, it takes a lot out of my day, uh, it takes a lot out of me emotionally, um, it drains my energy. So if we can all get together and do this together, um, have a, have a um, forum where people can come in and hear us talk about the different issues we go through, um, educate people, uh, I, I think that would put us in much better shape to thrive and not just survive. So. You mentioned um, your own creative work as a DJ. Uh, how long have you been doing that? Um, I started DJing on the radio in 2004. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you've been so, in it for a while. I took a break for a little bit. Um, I lived um, in a couple of different places in college and grad school. Um, and I think I started to take it a lot more seriously again once I moved to Philly four years ago. And do you, um, do you do any DJing in relationship to Yellow Punk or is your, like, do you participate as an artist or are you just kind of the, the figurehead and mastermind? Last year I didn't because I was exhausted. Yeah. Um, last year we were kind of flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Uh, but this year, actually, I'm glad you mentioned it because um, we just confirmed um, with um, a DJ that I'm going to tag team with the after party. Oh, great. Um, Tarab, New York City, is a big name hmm. um, in kind of um, uh, building uh, queer safe spaces. Oh. Um, and I'm really, really excited to collaborate with them for the after party um, that we're going to have at Yellow Punk this year. So that will be my contribution creatively. Fantastic. Um, talking about some shifts from last year to this year, uh, how do you think it's grown? What have you sort of learned that first year? And yeah. Well, last year, honestly, we were just worried that nobody cared about us. Um, <laughs> um, last year, we had no idea what was going to happen. We just wanted to have an event to learn from, okay. um, and I think our pilot surpassed um, surpassed our expectations. Um, this year, we're definitely um, very grateful to be a part of um, the Culture Trust of Greater Philadelphia um, that has helped us with um, balancing books, which I personally really hate. Um, I have enough trouble balancing my own books. Yeah, <laughs> but somebody has to do it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and we have learned a lot more about fundraising. Mm. Um, we have learned a lot more about um, how to approach people and talk to people. Um, this year we actually have a headliner, Hello Psycholepo, mm -hmm. um, is headlining. Um, I saw that on the fly. And yeah. Samaj does a great job of um, synthesizers and 
Um, I'm just in awe because I also played a synthesizer, mm. so um, I, I cannot wait to see him play. Uh, I've been following his work for a little while. I feel like we're in this moment of where there's like a lot of discussion about representation and how representation matters. Um, you know, Black Star just happened, Mustard Seed is happening right now, um, Crazy Rich Asians came out like yesterday, and there's been all of these think pieces actually, particularly in relationship to Crazy Rich Asians, about um, sort of in creating a space for representation um, and showing new kinds of representations, like who still gets left out, you know? Um, yeah, so I think I'm wondering about about that question, right? Because certainly, uh, sort of Middle Eastern and North African identities are so complex and contain multitudes, as you know, does every cultural ethnic group. Um, so I guess, how do you approach the question in sort of trying to make space um, for multiple kinds of people um, of of like who still isn't represented? Who still isn't represented, you know? Um, have you had any interactions with people um, who say, you know, oh no, I don't, I don't see myself here, you know? And then how do you sort of respond to those moments or how do you incorporate those interactions in your thinking? I don't know if we really come across someone that says, I don't really see myself here. Um, we've definitely had some reactions where people said, well, I'm not a punk, or I don't identify as punk. Huh. And having been to um, basement shows since I was 16, yeah. um, I know that there's like a cool scene kid kind of uh, gotcha. mentality where it's, it's kind of exclusionary, but it is kind of revolutionary in a way to have shows in a basement and build a community that way, yeah. build little pockets. Um, but this is why we're reiterating it's not just punk, yeah. right? It's, we have a lot of genres represented this year, mm -hmm. so many genres compared to last year. Um, and I'm really, really proud of um, um, the lineup this year. Uh, Medium has done an amazing, amazing job making sure that we have a lot of representation this year, and I'm so grateful for her. Um, and. Um, I think the idea is to just make sure that people know that the event is, is open. Mm -hmm. um, also listen. Um, we did a, a survey last year after the event ended. Oh, um, we listened to every single piece of feedback. We analyzed it. We said, well, why would this person have said this? Or why would this person have said that? Um, what was an action that maybe they would have experienced? And we, we tried to really pin down different parts of the experience because that is so important. You want to come out of an event with new friends. You want to come out of an event um, having had a great time, um, feeling feeling included, feeling like you were welcome there, feeling like you were a part of it. Because again, it's not just about the event. It's not about us. Um, it's about the experience of the event as well. Um, it's it's bigger than just us because there are a lot of other people out there that we have not met yet that we want we want them to be a part of the event. Um, switching gears slightly, I couldn't help but notice on Facebook a couple of weeks back that you were selected as part of this class of, I guess, young leaders in Philadelphia, uh, fellow keepers. 
so I, I guess I wanted to ask a little bit about what that is and also sort of what that honor means to you and sort of how you, how you ended up in that position. I'm very flattered to have been chosen. Um, I didn't really see it coming at all. Um, but there is a Leadership Philadelphia has a class um, of, um, they call it the Keepers Program, people that maybe are in danger of leaving Philadelphia or yes. that are contributing enough to the city where they want to um, hold on to them as people that are living in the city um, and doing great things in the city. And um, again, I'm really flattered to have been chosen. Um, there's, there's a nomination um, only um, entry to the program. Um, so I was, again, very surprised and grateful to be a part of it. And I can't wait to meet the fellows in my cohort. I can't agree more. I think that's such a great idea of keepers, because I think Philadelphia is a place that tends to grow a lot of great things that then leave and go other places. Um, so yeah, as one Philadelphia, I do hope we keep you. That's Thank you. <laughs> I, love, I love Philadelphia. Honestly, it really feels like home for me. Um, I'd like to buy um, a home here. Um, I'd like to, even if I move away for a little bit, um, I always plan on coming back here. So, um, so I guess... Um, Not that I have any plans of that anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so the festival starts August 31st. Um, it kicks off with comedy. I, that actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like that's such a, um, yeah, comedy is such a powerful thing and particularly in light of what you said about like not just surviving but thriving, you know, I feel like the ability to laugh is so powerful. Um, who, how did you find the comics for that, uh, the comic? The well, um, I'm really grateful to have um, Elisa Duhi. Um, is uh, kind of uh, we have this this joke where we call her a person of comedy. She's a, she's a POC, <laughs> um, and she she helped us find a lot of the talent. Um, I have a lot of respect for her and what she does, and I think she's just hilarious. So that's exciting. Um, great. So, is there anything else that you really want people to know that like I haven't asked you about? Um, Come be a part of our community. We're really excited. Um, our tickets are on sale now. Um, we have weekend passes, and actually, there will be um, drawings for weekend pass prizes. Um, we're talking to a couple of people. Um, we actually just talked to Electro Food Pedals by giving away uh, one of their pedals. Nice. Uh, so you could you could win an awesome guitar pedal, um, and. We have a lot of other prizes in mind too. So um, this is only available to weekend pass holders because with a weekend pass, you save money and you also don't really have to worry about buying tickets per day. Um, and you just get full access to everything. Um, and it's really cheap. For three whole days, uh, it's 50 bucks. That's, oh, wow. That's a really good deal. That is a good deal. Early bird just ended yesterday, so that was 40 bucks. But. <laughs> And what's the website? Where should people find it? It's uh, www.yellowpunk.com. That's Y-A-L-L-A-P-U-N-K.com. Fantastic. Um, well, thank you so much, thank Lana, you. for speaking with me. Uh, this has been another installment of Our Blog Radio. Thank you for listening, and until next time, bye.